Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. In-depth, China grapples with hangover from consumer lending boom. Published in Caixin Global, written by Zhang Yuzhe and Jill Yang, read to you by Cliff Larson. Boosting consumer spending has been a key part of government policy for years to help achieve more balanced growth by increasing the share of private consumption and GDP and making the economy less dependent on traditional drivers of investments and exports. Chinese banks have been encouraged to increase lending to individuals through consumer loans and credit cards to lower their dependence on the corporate sector and diversify their earnings. Financial regulators have worked hard to bring credit to the masses by encouraging the development of online financial services, part of a, a broader initiative known as inclusive finance aimed at providing low-cost access to savings, loans, and insurance to the underbanked small businesses, low-income households, and rural residents who are largely ignored by commercial banks. These policies led to a boom in peer-to-peer, P2P, lending, which eventually turned to bust, an explosion in micro-lending provided by fintech giants like Ant Group Company Limited and Tencent Holdings Limited, and the regulatory go-ahead for licensed consumer finance companies set up mainly by banks, insurers, former P2P lenders, financial conglomerates, internet platforms, or new market entrants. As a result of these policies, outstanding consumer loans, excluding mortgages, surged to 17.4 trillion yuan, that's 2.42 trillion U.S. dollars, in 2022, from 3.96 trillion yuan in 2013. Within that total, medium and long-term loans jumped to 7.89 trillion yuan from 1.3 trillion yuan, an annual average increase of 22.2%. Roughly over the same period, China's household debt to GDP ratio also doubled to 61% from 33%, data compiled by the Bank for International Settlements show. Although the figure is only slightly higher than the aggregate 60% for G20 economies, that household debt ratio has barely changed. Inevitably, the credit boom 
has been accompanied by a boom in non-performing personal loans, NPPLs. Hangzhou-based China Zhishang Bank Company Limited, for example, saw its NPPLs surge 53% last year to 6.2 billion yuan, according to its 2022 earnings report. The People's Bank of China has previously reported that NPPLs amounted to 710.3 billion yuan at the end of 2018, an amount that Hainan Haidu Capital Management Company Limited estimated amounted to 25% of commercial banks' combined non-performing loans, NPLs, at the time. The central bank hasn't publicly updated the data since. Hainan Haidu, a Shenzhen-listed asset management company, AMC, specializing in NPL disposal, estimated in its 2022 earnings report that banks' outstanding NPPLs last year amounted to 750 billion yuan. The non-bank financial institutions, NBFIs, holding a further 750 billion yuan. The volume of new NPPLs is expected to amount to some 1.6 trillion yuan a year over the next few years, according to Hainan Haidu, which estimated that NPPL disposal could amount to more than 3 trillion yuan a year. As NPPLs grew, regulators realized that they needed to set up an orderly and transparent market to allow financial institutions to dispose of the bad debts, as they had already done for corporate NPLs. Market Opening The China Banking and Insurance Regulatory Commission, CBIRC, launched a two-year pilot program in January 2021 to allow 18 major banks to package up their NPPLs and sell them on to their financial institutions. Initially, the big six state-owned commercial banks and 12 national joint stock commercial banks were permitted to sell bundles of NPPLs, which comprise consumer loans, credit card debt, and business loans, but exclude mortgages. Buyers were financial institutions, mainly financial AMCs, including those owned by local governments with good operating record and approval from their local financial supervision and management bureaus. They also needed to already have a license to purchase NPLs. Institutions that want to buy and sell NPPL packages must set up an account with China Credit Assets Registration and Exchange Company Limited, a state-owned company established in 2014 that provides a platform for financial institutions to trade their credit assets. On December 30th, the CBIRC announced that the pilot had gone smoothly and would be extended until the end of 2025. It would also allow more institutions to take part, trust companies, consumer finance companies, auto finance companies, 
financial leasing companies, as well as city commercial banks and small and mid-sized rural banks in nine provincial-level regions, namely Hebei, Inner Mongolia, Liaoning, Heilongjiang, Jiangsu, Zhejiang, Henan, Guangdong, Gansu, Beijing, and Shanghai. As of the end of May, 749 institutions had set up NPL trading accounts, which allows them to trade corporate and personal MPLs. The figure includes 151 new sellers and buyers who have joined the platform since the trial was expanded. As of the end of 2022, 131 transactions involving NPPL packages with a book value of 22.3 billion yuan had been transferred through the exchange. Expanding the pilot and allowing a broader range of financial institutions to join the program is critical to helping small and mid-sized banks and consumer finance companies offload their growing mountain of NPPLs and ease the pressure on their balance sheets. Consumer finance companies and smaller banks are more exposed to personal lending as they are prevalent in lower-tier cities and among lower-income groups. Their main customers tend to be less affluent individuals or micro- and small-enterprises who are ignored by bigger banks because they aren't lucrative enough and tend to have a higher bad loan ratios and involve more legal disputes. Three sellers from the expanded group of qualified institutions have already sold NPPL bundles on the exchange. Home Credit Consumer Finance Company Limited, China's first wholly foreign-owned consumer finance company owned by the Netherlands-based Home Credit NV, PSBC Consumer Finance Company Limited, a joint venture controlled by Postal Savings Bank of China Company Limited, and whose shareholders include Singapore lender DBS Bank Limited, Jiangsu Jiangnan Rural Commercial Bank Company Limited, a rural commercial bank based in the eastern province of Jiangsu. Home Credit Consumer Finance, once a leading player in the sector, has been faced with a significant asset shrinkage in the past three years as it failed to keep up with the shift of online lending. It's already sold one package of NPPLs at a discount and more than 90% of its book value of 27.5 million yuan, sources with knowledge of the issue, told Caixin. PSBC Consumer Finance sold a package of NPPLs at a discount of more than 95% of the book value of 31.5 million yuan, the sources said. Many buyers on the exchange are local AMCs that are mainly controlled by local governments or state-owned financial groups. From the beginning of 2022 to the end of March 2023, they snapped up roughly 96% of NPPLs transacted through the exchange by book value, according to Caixin calculations based on data from the platform. Among local AMCs, one of the biggest buyers has been Zhejiang Zhejiang Asset Management Company Limited, a subsidiary of state-owned Zhejiang International Business Group Company Limited, which specializes in bulk transfers of financial institutions' non-performing assets. Pain points. 
NPPL Disposal is a relatively new segment of the bad debt market, and that in itself has brought problems for buyers and sellers, especially when it comes to valuing the packages. When the pilot program first started in 2021, the market was irrational, and there were NPPL packages with discounts of 70% or 50% on the book value of the assets, says Sun Tao, general manager of Jiangxi Financial Asset Management Company Limited. Many AMCs were more concerned with publicity when they snapped up these bundles. But by the end of 2022, the discount to book value had grown to more than 90%, Swin said. So are these prices reasonable or not? As the state-owned AMC, we have to make sure that our valuation rationale and process can hold up under scrutiny, he said. Banks are prepared to offload their assets even at a significant loss because they are under pressure to control or reduce their NPL ratios an employee working in the financial leasing department of a commercial bank, told Caixin. The CBIRC conducts annual checks of NPL ratios at every lender and grades banks on their performance, she said. The low prices also reflect the difficulties banks and consumer finance companies encounter when trying to recover delinquent personal loans, which, unlike corporate loans, are mostly unsecured. That means if borrowers can't or are unwilling to repay their debts, lenders have no collateral to seize and few channels to recover their money. Valuation of NPPL packages tends to take into account factors such as the state of the macroeconomy, the impact of the local economic environment on individual borrowers, the quality of underlying assets, the capacity of a buyer to dispose of bad debts and their ability to recover debt through the judicial system, said Chai Jiaomei, chairman of Tianjin Binhai Zhengxin Asset Management Company Limited, which specializes in buying NPLs. Information Vacuum In addition to problems related to price discovery, Compliance with legal requirements on the transfer and disclosure of debtors' personal information is also holding back transactions between NPPL sellers and buyers. Some lenders are only preparing to hand over loan contracts and won't provide buyers with key information about borrowers such as their income, home address, and ID card number as well as whether and how much they have borrowed from different platforms, an AMC official told Caixin. The lack of information makes debt recovery more difficult. Clear standards regarding the handover of information are needed, and banks should not reject reasonable inquiries from buyers for borrowers' profiles, said Chai, noting that as the NPPL market opens further, information, disclosure, contracts, and transfer processes are all likely to be standardized. Another challenge is the lack of digitization. Many banks and consumer finance companies lack sophisticated IT systems, making valuation and debt recovery more difficult. Without this, how can they price their bad loan packages properly? 
Many local banks don't even have complete information about their borrowers, and a lot of information is still stored on paper documents, said Gan Xiaohu, Secretary General of the Personal Loan Committee of the Zhejiang Investment Finance Association, or the IFA, an industry association whose members include banks and investment companies. Some buyers also lack the capability to build systems to provide borrowers and undertake data-based analysis. Given the high cost of going it alone, both in terms of technology and human resources, the industry is likely to shift towards a more collaborative approach, and service providers will emerge that specialize in certain aspects of the market, such as pricing, data analysis, profiling, and debt collection, according to Yu Zhou, a personal lending manager at Goho Asset Management Company Limited. Profitable new business. One such company is Dashang Digital Technology, a Hangzhou-based company whose shareholders include Zhejiang Zhejiang AMC. It has developed a platform to manage the disposal of non-performing assets and claims to offer creditors, debtors, and service providers a range of solutions across the whole disposal process. Hainan Haide's earning reports include AMCs are already making big money from buying and disposing of non-performing assets and that the NPPL market could become a lucrative new business area. Its net income attributable to shareholders surged to 700 million yuan in 2022 from 383.4 million yuan in 2021 and 127.8 million yuan in 2020. Its revenue jumped to 1.1 billion in 2022 from 666.5 million yuan in 2021 and 311.8 million yuan in 2020. In its 2022 annual report, the company said it's been buying NPPL packages at an average of less than 10% of the original principal. By pursuing debtors through courts, it expects to achieve a recovery rate of 15% of the principal outstanding in the first year, 20% within two years, and 25 to 30% in three to five years. The company's shares have soared around 40% this year, outperforming the benchmark Shanghai Composite Index, which has risen by less than 5%. With the expansion of the MPPL disposal market and Hainan Haide's adoption of artificial intelligence technology, its NPPL disposal business is expected to grow even faster, an analyst with Pacific Securities Company Limited wrote in a report after the company announced its 2022 earnings in April. The MPPL market will take another three to five years to mature, Gan from Zhejiang IFA said. The key thing is that banks need to release more NPPL packages to lubricate the market and allow the whole ecosystem to develop, he said. In addition, many small and mid-sized banks and local AMCs are doing this for the first time, so they need to upgrade their technological capabilities, 
while some of the lenders need to clean up and digitize their record-keeping on borrowers to improve the efficiency and valuation of the disposal process. Zhang Ziyu and Liu Ran contributed to this report. You've been listening to In-Depth, China Grapples with Hangover from Consumer Lending Boom. Written by Zhang Yuzhe and Jill Yang, published in Caixin Global, and read to you by Cliff Larson.